0: You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point to Point podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pointing Pointers. Sorry I didn't manage to do an episode last week. I was up in Northumberland for a few days having a bit of a half-term break and as many of you know, um, it's not quite as straightforward as it sounds so didn't quite manage to uh, to get an episode done. Apologies for that. I did however manage to uh, do something productive for Pointing last week um, in sponsoring the winning post at Ask and Bryant with a little venture I'm involved in which I'll tell you about soon. Um, And got up to the course Sunday morning at the crack of dawn Um, It looked glorious Uh, Put some banners up etc And had to uh, go on my merry way But uh, apparently racing was fantastic And there was lots through the gate So good on them Um, And well done to all involved Um, Some fantastic racing this weekend in prospect Across the grounds. Uh, Just hoping that uh, the going description remains good and, And we don't see the word firm starting to creep in As we get updates today um, but I'm sure around the country there is lots of people doing lots of hard work to make sure that's the case. And so all power to them and and hopefully we get some, uh, some decent racing ground across the country this weekend. Without further ado, here is another short but sweet episode um, where we speak to some pundits, some jockeys and some trainers about their horses and the general state of the nation. So hope you're well this Friday and I hope you enjoy the next 10 or so minutes. Amber jackson Fennell, I was intrigued to see you ride and win on Cousin Pascal for Joe O'Shea the other day. Um, brilliant horse, much loved by the public and punters and the pointing community alike. But uh, wonder what kind of feel he gave you.
1: It's a very special feeling riding a horse of his caliber who has achieved what he has achieved. He's very special to a lot of people and I'm very lucky to ride him at this point in my career. The race went to plan itself. The aim was for him to enjoy himself. And he did exactly that. He traveled well, he jumped superbly and he quickened off the home bend nicely and won comfortably. And it's real credit to the team at home to get him back in top form.
0: Charlie Post, you're a thinking man. What are we going to do about the world getting hotter and the ground getting harder and racing horses on it? Just a nice, simple question for you there, Charlie.
2: <laughs> any thoughts welcome all entries this weekend have held up pretty bloody well all things considered uh with some of the tracks in question and and the way the ground is looking um i mean i think it does level itself out so i'd imagine hopefully we will have a probably significantly wetter spring maybe than normal but the, the problem i suppose from our sports point of view and funding is, yeah, tracks are gonna to have to start looking to water earlier in the season, I presume, because I'd say the factor is different to rules courses. They're all on beautiful fresh turf that hasn't been watered all the su- all through the summer for flat racing or summer jumping. So it's certainly way more receptive to any rainfall it does get. And, and certainly it, it seems to run through it more than say it would on a rules track that's been watered all summer. So it's a tricky one. Um, but i also have complete sympathy for trainers at the moment that aren't willing to risk their horse at this stage of the year on quick ground i mean it kind of drives me mad and baffles me when people are trying to use the fact charing has been called off and stuff like that as a sign or horse heaps low runners the other weekend there's a sign of the decline of point to pointing which i just think is completely unjust when you're looking at Newbury having walkovers, I think it's plain for everyone to see that it's the the ground that is the the, the huge issue here at, at this time of year, rather than any support, positive or negative, for point of pointing and, and the impact it's going to have on its future. Jack Andrews,
0: uh, you rode another treble at the weekend. Has riding under rules for the best part of the season made you better? or has it just made you hungrier to come back and try and dominate this season? Has riding under rules made me better? Um, I suppose you'd probably have to say yes because um, it's more experience and and I think any experience is good. Um, Riding against top class jockeys and obviously riding a better calibre of horse in some races um, can only be a good thing to your riding. Um, I don't know whether that's made me ride better or what or I just probably feel like I've been lucky and I've been in the right place and got on the right horses this season so far and uh, fingers crossed I can carry it on. Chris Barber, hope you're well. I've got a couple of questions for this week's podcast. Hope you don't mind. Um, It was a very good week for you last week and um, you must have been really pleased with the win of Imperial Dene in the uh, Badbury Rings Maiden last Sunday. Um, Can you tell us, please, where he heads sales-wise? And you must have also been massively pleased with the win of Famous Clermont in uh, in the Walrus the other day um a really taking performance and uh wondered what his spring targets might be hi ben hope you're well um imperial danae is going to go to cheltenham sales on thursday um he's a big raw baby he's taking a bit of time um and as you can see sort of when he hit the front four out he's still big big and gormless the whole way to the line and um james kim gave him a fantastic ride Um, And also, yeah, no famous Clermont was a brilliant performance. Um, It was great to see his jumping brushed up a lot with the help of um, Rupert Nuttall. Um, So onwards and upwards, we've got to meet with the team to sort of decide whether we go Cheltenham or Aintree um, or whether we go straight to Aintree and bypass Cheltenham. um, Or we do have a look at Cheltenham. Uh, We've got a team meeting to discuss and sort of all all routes are open at the moment. Jack Teal. Uh, Jack, things are going really well for you at the moment um, and I hear rumours that you've got a lot of horses in the yard uh, I just wondered if you could uh, shed a bit of light on that for us have, uh, have you, are they breakers and pre-trainers etc or have you got quite a few in training for the point to point field I um, hope you're well and I hope your season continues to, to to kick on, thanks Jack
1: Yeah, I'll have a good few horses about of 20 just over um, they'll be, the range from obviously Pointers, breakers, you know, the yearlings to like, well, two-year-olds through to uh, s- sort of venting types where I'd be breaking in. But yeah, probably mainly pointers, but you'd like I say, all sorts thrown among there. Um, obviously, just a bit frustrating at the moment how uh, I've done a good job of breaking my ankle. But uh, I have a few plenty of lads in willing to step in and help out uh, of the riding-wise, So, so that's good. Um, uh, and, it, yeah, it's just frustrating how, uh, just as it was getting going there, uh, that happened. But that's the game. Um, hope you're well. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to getting a few of these horses out. Um, thanks. Bye.
0: John Barlow, I sent you a message on this very platform before the Brocklesby meeting about the whistleblower's chances. And now I know why you ignored me, because he romped to victory. Well... It was, it, was, it was a short head, I suppose you could say, or at least a head, but uh, he won what was a very competitive race in very taking style, and you must be delighted. Um, tell us a bit about it.
3: Hi, Ben. Yeah, delighted uh, whistleblower won at Brocklesby. Um, yeah, looked a really good race on the paper um, beforehand. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't tip him up for you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, seven horses turned up. that I think most of them looked pretty much dangerous. Um, I was just having a look to see that there was 26 point-to-point winners between them. So, you know, between them all, the won 26 point to points. So, you know, it was a very strong field of seven. Um, and, you know, like you could see by the way they finished, you know, you could throw a blanket over them. I think it was like 10 lengths between first and last so yeah no um yeah delighted that whistleblower won um yeah jumped out in front um went a nice gallop jumped really really well he pricked the whole way uh paddy gave him a really good ride and uh i just i just really enjoyed seeing him wing three out and uh had the field under pressure and um yeah he stuck to his task really well stayed on nicely how to get away nearly took it off him on the line i'd say he probably would have done um probably another 10 felt he'd have probably taken it off him. Um, so yeah, it was a good race. Um, and I think he's shown he's, you know, he's a very smart horse going forwards. Um, you know, he's won twice at the track there now. Uh, a year ago, he won on soft ground with Alice Stevens and uh, this year he's won on good ground with Paddy. So yeah, I think he bodes well going forward for him this season. Um, yeah, so absolutely delighted and delighted for the owner as well.
0: Well, there we have it. I was there that day um, and it was a very hot race and it was an impressive win Um, so interesting to see where the whistleblower goes next Um, absolutely fuming that John didn't tell me it was going to win but I did manage to have a small bet in the betting room before racing to make up for it anyway um, hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and um, we will catch up again no doubt this time next week